Hello and welcome to the Learn How to See Better podcast, the only podcast out there known to actually improve your vision the longer you listen. This is your host, Drew Davis, and I'm glad you've joined me here today. I can't wait to share some great information with you about how to improve your health, wealth, and relationships. So let's get right down to it, shall we? Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Drew Davis, your host of the Learn How to See Better podcast, and I want to welcome you back to this listening session today because I've got something good for you today that I want to share, and it might sound a little little tricky off off the top uh, when you first hear it, but I do want you to understand why I prefer difficulty, and hopefully by the end of what I have to share, you'll maybe see things a little bit better and have an understanding of why you should maybe consider a preference of difficulty as well and we'll just cut straight to the chase here what what it has to do with is the preference to difficulty is tied to the ability to get delayed gratification I'll sum it up like this if you're willing to elect some doing something difficult now the things that we do now that are hard and seem difficult they translate into ease in life later but similarly if we want to take the easy road now things are going to be hard later and it's just one of those kind of facts of of life one of those uh, forces of nature so to speak no different than than the law of gravity and i've seen it in in just numerous instances in in my own world as well as that of, of others and i mean it, it covers every area from from education to to health to knowledge to growth to relationships and I'll just cover a couple of different um, scenarios, even thinking way back to uh, when I was just a young lad in high school. Um, if you've tuned in for a while, um, you know a little bit about my background and, and how I was um, you know, challenged to figure out what I wanted to be when I grow up, right? And I remember uh, my logic at a young age was like, hey, you know, I want to be rich when I grow up. So, you know, what major do I need to pick, right? <laughs> how silly is that, you know, figuring that you just pick a major and and you all of a sudden go and pursue a profession and that's just going to make you rich. So whether or not it was, you know, a crazy harebrained idea for me to want to be rich or not, the fact of the matter was as a senior in high school, again, uh, I'd had, you know, some of those first summer jobs where I got a chance to make money and didn't really have the expenses since I was living at home. So I just felt what that income was like and I enjoyed having some of that. And I do remember back in my senior year, um, you know, I was looking to take the easy road because that mentality of, of maybe hanging with the cool kids too much and we get our feet, you know, kicked up. It's like, oh, high school, such a journey. I even remember the logic being, oh, you know, I've tried uh, and put forth so much effort during my, my high school career. Senior year is the year to kind of kick back. And as a result of that flawed philosophy, I remember I was scheduled to be uh, taking AP Calculus um, as a senior, and I was thinking, no way, that's going to make life difficult. I'm trying to get out at half days or or three-quarter days if they had options back then. And um, I actually, embarrassingly enough, did something kind of sneaky. I remembered, um, you know, I 
I remember waiting until my dad was out of town and trying to sweet talk my mom to get her to sign this this form that would let me uh, drop the class. And I was, I don't know what kind of wool I pulled over her eyes to get her to believe me that I needed to drop this class. But uh, I chose to drop AP Calculus. Now, I was really good at math. I've always been, um, you know, the math and science type. And so that just the fact that I was scheduled to be taking advanced placement calculus, which is, you know, mathematics change, uh, you know, pretty fancy stuff for, you know, 16, 17 year old kid. But little did I know or put together that I had selected this major of engineering because I wanted to be rich and that was the ticket, right? So if you aren't aware, most engineers rely heavily on math and particularly advanced math. I mean, I'm talking math so advanced that there's more letters than numbers. And here I go, drop an AP calculus and I go try and get into engineering and now it's been a year since I had taken math and I had to take some college placement exam. Um, I was super rusty, didn't test well, and they wanted to stick me in college algebra and trigonometry that I had to kind of get through as these you know, remedial courses just to get to a point where I could make college credits that would apply to my major. And it just ended up being so math intensive. I remember I was taking two math classes in one semester and all of a sudden math wasn't so easy. And this was even algebra. They'd found a way to make it more difficult. I'm thinking, my goodness, if I would have just stayed in the tough math back when I was at that high school level, all of this stuff would have been so easy for me. And then when I finally did get to calculus, these were such new concepts that I had been a couple of years removed from. And I remember I just constantly struggled. And finally, when I did get to the, uh, you know, the top level math course in the engineering curricular, you know, where you're getting into all sorts of, you know, advanced uh, calculations, multivariable calculus, Fourier transforms and the like. Uh, it was one of those things that had my head spinning and I got through it. But boy, did I choose the hard road when I could have just kept pumping the well and then just been, you know, maybe not on easy street, but I wouldn't have had to take a math course over again. I think as a matter of fact, looking back, I had to retake two math courses because, uh, you know, one was more for a GPA enhancement perspective. And, and one of them was, uh, yeah, I just got behind the eight ball and, and this was just too difficult and it was too heavy for me at the time. And I had to uh, revisit some of those concepts. So it was just, you know, one of those unfortunate things. I think, uh, you know, one, I had to take a course more than once and one of them was in summer school so try that on for size when one little uh, semester or two in high school you know translated to multiple math courses I had to take and in some instances retake just because I took the easy road and you know when you look at your academics and say well what does that matter that's just you know if you're trying to be um, you know, if you're trying to really be a climber, but you know, I saw the exact same thing with this almost, I guess, lazy mentality a little bit um, with that senioritis, I call it that. But it, it was similar in my in my wrestling um, season, my senior year. I was captain of the wrestling team. Uh, we'd had some changes in the coaches. I didn't really uh, at the time get along with one of them, and I was just kind of, you know, kind of salty about starting the year, just not really looking forward to it. Um, I don't even think I, I I came to the you know first practice or or something like. Like that. I don't remember all the details, but I do remember um, the fact that I was dragging my feet at the start of the season and just wasn't really all the way with my head in the game because I wasn't sure if I was going to wrestle that year. Again, you know, more head trash I was dealing with. But that slow season start, you know, dragging my feet to start the season, kind of loafing it through practice and not really pouring it on early to get uh, to get myself in optimal shape. 
uh, really started to work against me because I ended up having a, a struggle to the start of my uh, senior year with regards to losing matches I should have won, uh, being beat because I was out of shape. It was just ridiculous. And I knew that I was a better wrestler, even though I kind of felt stuck and was just like, ah, oh, what am I doing here? You know, this is this is ridiculous and embarrassing, uh, you know, reputation, big man on campus, all that sort of thing. And, and finally over that Christmas break, I remember that I that it was like something clicked and I was finally able to really dig my heels and make the decision that I was going to push myself and demonstrate what I am actually capable of. And as luck would have it, um, you know, I really just kind of I really just kind of got laser focused and just turned it up. Um, and no, <laughs> and then the next thing I knew, I came into the spring season and there was, you know, no doubting that, uh, anybody in my way was just going to get taken out. And I remember having just a phenomenal second half of my wrestling season and, uh, even into the state tournament did very well, um, you know, right up until the, uh, till the end after I'd won some matches and was, you know, wrestling to, um, you know, compete for one of the final spots on the on the podium in place, but um, I was unsuccessful in that. And the thing I remember most significantly about that experience was this, you know, when I got, you know, beaten over time and I just didn't have enough gas to go and the, and the guy had a little bit more in him, you know, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, you know, give myself the luxury of, you know, crying my eyes out, you know, cause I'd left it out all out on the mat. But one thing I can recall was all those practices that I skimped out and skated by, given not my very best. And I remember, gosh, you know, things, if, if things were, you know, if I, if I wouldn't have taken it so easy then, it wouldn't be so hard now. And it's one of those arenas where I really got to learn that lesson. Uh, I learned that lesson pretty abruptly, simply because of the fact that uh, I had the opportunity to make life easier. But I chose to just, you know, mess around and not really take it serious. And the difficulty really reared its head uh, when the time came for me to perform uh, in the final hour. And I realized that uh, some of those early decisions were poor decisions. And had I stuck with it, uh, that I would have been much better positioned to have some of that success that I wanted um, to close out my, my uh, high school wrestling career with. And so it's, it's, and that's, those are just two examples that I could think of from when I was young, one from academics, one from athletics. But, I mean, the same, I think, really goes uh, on the other side of the coin where I wasn't <laughs> messing around as a slacker. And I remember uh, another time when I was in, in corporate America uh, being tagged as a, a product specialist for a particular, you know, high tech software that, that the company was selling. And this thing was, um, you know, a quite complex, complicated um, type of tool. And I remembered um, being one of the individuals tasked with uh, developing deep expertise. And I remember thinking, you know, I could probably be one of the top 10 resources in the nation if I really gave this some focus. And uh, for, for multiple reasons, that's what I did. And I ended up being titled with uh, the subject matter expert, uh, you know, 
label for this particular product, but it was so easy then to go in and have discussions with customers, whether it was a technical discussion or a sales discussion, because I was so comfortable having fully immersed myself in understanding how that software operated and the value that it brought to businesses. I could easily share that with uh, client prospects and help them understand the integrations from a technical side and, and, and what the procurement and the implementation service would, would actually look like. And so that was one example in my, in my career where I took the exact opposite approach. It was hard to learn this technology. It was clunky. There were hiccups. There were bugs that I had to deal with. But I stayed focused on making sure that I was one of the best at that because that's what was important to me at that point in my career. And, you know, similarly, when it, when it comes into the subject of, of education, even post-corporate, post I've been continuing to invest in my education for over a decade now and you know when I even recently did the numbers it was a remarkably large number in my in my opinion to think wow you know what an investment in my education and although these things have seemed hard throughout the years when I look at them from when you go and you know purchase some sort of access to a package or or coaching or what have you that the concepts seem difficult but then you realize they're not necessarily difficult they're just new and if you will continue to try and tackle them one by one and take a look at how you can absorb this information and then you know kind of activate any associated um, you know steps that are required to really cement that knowledge since i've been so proactive with uh challenging myself and taking on the hard now part uh, i've really been able to receive on the easy later part because now when i go to look and learn advanced investing strategies i have the luxury of all my background knowledge that it builds upon and that makes it so much easier to advance into the higher levels to do uh, more advanced deals because the compound effect is taking care of me and uh, really really you know treated me well for for my discipline you know a couple other examples i can think of and, and this is just really to drive the point home of why I prefer difficulty and I'm hoping that that many of you have similar examples that you can think of instances in your life whether um, it was younger in your life whether it was in you know your current age whether it was in health and academics I mean I think it continues to go on um, you know one of the things I, I think about now that I'm so fortunate uh, for is uh, you know my health and happiness as as a 40 year old adult male i mean when you know when i first started dating um you know my now wife then girlfriend we would have you know quote unquote knockdown drag out fights nothing physical just uh, you know figuratively speaking but um you know she's a spicy redhead and 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 <laughs> can be pretty quick-witted and there'd be a lot of instances when we we're younger where we could really go at it in an argument and it was almost like we were working out the kinks and some of those difficult stages of, of dating when it's like, ah, this person's really getting on my nerves. Is this worth it, right? <laughs> uh, you just kind of work through some of those, those growing pains and the effort we put into making our relationship work early on, I think has been the secret sauce or at least a good portion of the secret sauce to why we have um, so much happiness now and so you know little to zero friction in our marriage currently because we've worked out the kinks we're a smooth well-oiled running machine and you know any kind of disappointment or, or, or uh, di sorry disagreement or conflict can easily be addressed through simple communication and that's such a beautiful thing um, you know even when I've looked at uh, some of the things where we can be more reluctant in the ways of our thinking um, 
You know, I'm, I'm fit at 40 right now because by no mistake, um, you know, I was raised in the South and I've loved eating some of that good old home cooked uh, Southern hospitality uh, meals and cooking. But, um, you know, what's happened over time is I've had my own journey of awakening with regards to food and nutrition and have since adopted a ketogenic lifestyle. And, you know, most people will ask me um, when we're talking about, you know, fitness or, or fuel for the body being nutrition and 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 the uh, and the nutrients that we eat, and they say, well, gosh, isn't that so hard? Isn't that so difficult? You can't eat all these sweets. Oh my goodness, boo-hoo-hoo. Don't you, you know, don't you get bored of it? And, you know, I just kind of chuckle. It's like, you know, you think about the fact that, you know, most people, you know, quit the diets that they're on because they don't love what they're really doing. When you find something that you enjoy and you love and you find that there's um, a whole abundance of delicious and healthy foods that one can eat, you realize it's not restrictive. And so what seems hard Yeah, if you're trying to break a sugar addiction, that's going to seem hard. Um, But if you're able to get past that, you'll find that the transition over to a different method of fueling your body is it's just going to be so much easier at least that's been my experience um, as i've uh, as i've transitioned the way that i eat and fuel my body and so it's just you know another you know kind of cherry on top no pun intended of um, another another beautiful example of how you can make that choice easy now translates to hard later if you're willing to do what's hard later it'll it's hard now it'll translate to what's easy later and i think that's one of those things that people don't recognize because it does seem kind of backward it really does doesn't it but um you know again what i've seen in real life is that it just goes to show that the people who are willing to do what others won't will someday have what others can't and um, you see it all around, right? You know, go to the gym. The guy that's the gym rat in there with the body that everyone wants is uh, also the one that's that's willing to put in the extra hours that no one else will. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of tough for, for people to actually, with a straight face, once they have this information, go out there and knock somebody else who's, who's doing something uh, grandiose or amazing because the fact of the matter is it only looks easy to them now um, because it's there later. You know, uh, the guy driving the Ferrari down the PCH at, you know, 1030 in the morning on a, on a Tuesday and uh, <laughs> doesn't look like you have a care in the world or a place to go. He's the guy that was burning the midnight oil early on before he built his, you know, large business to be able to have all the luxury free time toys and freedom that uh, we might become awestruck to see in the middle of the day. So that's a little bit more about why I prefer difficulty. And I would strongly recommend and encourage anyone out there who is looking at something that they're trying to pursue in their life with regards to goals or long range vision, just to think about it. And as my mentor Jim Rohn said uh, once, you know, uh, you're either gonna pay the price of, of, of discipline or the price of regret. And uh, discipline weighs ounces, but regret weighs tons. 
So hopefully that will weigh on your mind <laughs> a little bit and uh, give you an understanding of why I prefer difficulty. So um, at some point you're gonna have to pay that price anyway. So I would recommend that we actually look at if you wanna condense and collapse the time frame to reaching your goal, go for what's hard now. Go for what's harder now because it'll at least be easier later than uh, as opposed to taking the easy road now and finding yourself stuck in difficulty, difficulty that you might not be able to overcome in the journey and quest to reach your goals. So with that, as always, feel free to share this, tag somebody, subscribe, download it, let the world know you found some goodies. And I will look forward to speaking and meeting with you again on a future episode of Learn How to See Better. Thanks, everyone.